0: Hey guys, welcome to episode 3 of the Say It Will Love podcast. Once again, I am your host, Janelle Elise, and today I kind of just want to get right into things. Today's topic comes from Psalm chapter 30, verse 5, which reads, For his anger endureth but a moment, in his favor is life. Weeping may endure for a night, but joy cometh in the morning. I've read that scripture plenty of times before. But as of recent, it was brought to my attention to view it in a different perspective. What if not only does joy cometh in the morning, M-O-R-N-I-N-G, but also in the morning, M-O-U-R-N-I-N-G. And what I mean by that is, David in the book of Psalm gave thanks to God for healing him after he cried out to him for help. And he rejoiced in God before his healing came through. Very often, we only praise God after we get what we prayed for. It's very seldom that we are praising God in the midst of our trials or our waiting period. Although David had some flaws, he still had a strong reverence for God, and he knew what it meant to wait on him. He sung praises and worshipped God in the middle of his storm. So that leads me to wonder if, you know, in his findings, he knew that even in his grief, his sadness his worries, his sorrows, that God is still good, that God is a gracious and a merciful God, that no matter what's going on around us or how bad the situation looks, our God is a way maker, capable of pulling us out of any hole we dig ourselves into. And if that's true of God, then it must also be true of Jesus. And now by the death and resurrection of Jesus, we can know both joy cometh in the morning and in the morning, because our Savior has abolished death and brought life and immortality to light through the gospel. Oftentimes, people are so distraught in the loss of something or someone. But First Thessalonians verse 13 tells us that as believers, we do not grieve like the rest of mankind who have no hope. Because for people who don't believe in God, once they lose someone in this life, that's it. No hope of reconciliation, no hope in meeting again, or even seeing that person's face again. Just complete separation forever. And for those that believe in, I don't know, something like reincarnation. That would mean they would have to leave it up to chance. That if you get to see them again in another life. That they will remember you. Or you will remember them. Or recognize them. Or you would have to leave it up to chance that y'all would be reincarnated into the same place on earth. At the same time and cross the same path. And to me, that just leaves way too much room for the probability of seeing that loved one again, slim to none. But as Christians, we have hope. We put our faith in knowing that God's word, if true, which we believe it to be, that without a shadow of a doubt, we will indeed be reunited with our father and our family members once again, one day. So with that being said, we shouldn't grieve the loss of someone in the same way others do. Sometimes we also grieve the loss of something instead of someone. And the way you grieve the loss of something still should be in a different manner than the rest of the world who does not believe. And many people may combat this with saying, well, you can't tell me how to grieve. You can't tell anyone how to grieve. Which is true. I can't. But scripture can. And it's not to belittle your feelings or say you can't be sad. Instead, it is to uplift and encourage you to remain hopeful. If you lose your job, remain hopeful that God will still provide. If you lose the relationship you're in, remain hopeful that God has a better relationship in store for you. One that will glorify him and not depreciate you. And if you actually physically lose someone close to you, it's okay. It's okay to be sad. But remain hopeful there is new life at the end of an old one and you will see them again. Me personally, I'm in a place of grieving and expectation to have. Something I dreamt about for years, something I mapped out exactly how it should go, how it should look. It's now being revealed to me that it might not go that way. It might not go the way I want it. it might look a little different than how I thought. to be very candid right now, it looks totally different than what I thought, totally different from what I expected, and yeah, it's hard to it's hard to take my hands off of it and and let God have his way with it. But I know his way is better than mine. So I have to. And and the outline is still there. But the details are so foreign that some days I don't even understand it anymore. Like the vision I once had. Oh my goodness. When I tell you. I had this thing mapped out to a T. It's going to look like this. On this day it's going to look like this. Oh and then on holidays it's going to look like this. And, <laughs> and God's like nah scrap all that. Everything you thought it was going to look like, cross that out. I have no idea what it's going to look like in the future. I have no idea what it's going to look like tomorrow. But I have hope. I have hope. But I came to the realization that I had to put to death what I wanted. To make room for what God has in store for me. Do I get sad sometimes thinking about it? Yeah. Do I let it destroy me and give up all hope of what's to come? No. I praise God. Because his ways are better than mine. He's still good and he still has a plan for me. And his word says he has plans to prosper me, not to harm me, plans to give me hope and a future. And that is why, my friends, I am able to have joy in the morning. M O U R N I N G. The morning of an expectation that at one point I could have bet my life on. But I know. At the end of an old life comes a brand new beautiful one. So I have hope. God, I trust in you and I still believe. I know you're working on my behalf. I know you will get the victory and the glory out of this. And I know you love me and you're working things out for my good. For my good and your glory. Through the process, God is showing me so much that I can't even regret him taking me this route. Because if I would have went the way I wanted to go, the path I wanted to go, I would have never seen God in this light that I'm seeing him in right now. And it's truly amazing. It's mind blowing. It's like when you're taking a road trip. Yeah, you can go to highway, probably get there a little bit faster. But if you take the back street, you might get to see some hills. You might get to see some mountains. You might get to see the farmland. You just might get to see so much more beautiful things than if you would have just went a different path. So, God, I thank you for redirecting my path, taking me away. I didn't want to go. Taking me away. I didn't even know I should go because you're showing me so much. I can rejoice in that. I can have hope in that. Is it hard? Yes. Is it the uncomfortable route? Yes. But it's for my good and for his glory. I can't complain with that at all. So, putting to death an expectation I had allows me to have joy in the morning, M-O-U-R-N-I-N-G. But likewise, having joy in the morning as far as a.m. is also very comforting. Knowing that the steadfast love of the Lord never ceases. His mercies never come to an end. They are new every morning. Grateful is your faithfulness. Yes, Lord. So whoever's hearing this, I just want to say the pain you're feeling today will be a little more manageable tomorrow. Then it'll get a little easier the next day. And the next day. A lot of people like to say time heals all, but it's not time that heals. It's God. Like literally, it's not time. It is God. Psalm 34 verse 18 and 19 says, The Lord is close to the brokenhearted and saves those who, who are crushed in spirit. The righteous person may have many troubles, but the Lord delivers him from them all. I don't know if y'all really heard that. I said Psalm chapter 34 verses 18 through 19 says, "The Lord is close to the brokenhearted and saves those who are crushed in spirit." You may be down bad right now. Broken-hearted You may be crushed. It doesn't say, you know, sad, feeling a little upset. No, it says the Lord saves those who are crushed in spirit. The righteous person may have many troubles, but the Lord delivers him from them all. Not some, all, not a few, not a couple, but all. He delivers them from them all. So today, I encourage all of you who may be crushed in spirit, mad at the world, or even those of you who are ready to just totally be done and give it all up. Reach out to God one more time, please. I know you may have done it plenty of times before, but I'm just asking you, please reach out to God one more time. And whether that's shouting to the top of your lungs, Lord, I need you, or whether it's crying out to him so much that you can't even form a full sentence, just say, Jesus, help me. Jesus, help me. And he will help you because he already told us he's close to the brokenhearted. And while you're waiting on your breakthrough, start praising him in advance because he already said to the righteous, he will deliver you from all trouble. I know where you're at right now. There has been plenty of times, (laughs) and my mom can attest to this, there has been plenty of times I'm standing out on my parents' back porch and I'm just weeping, crying. Honestly, one time I told her, I said, Mom, I just feel like demons are laughing at me. And she pulled up scripture where it says, ironically, also in Psalm chapter 35, I believe, Yeah. Psalm chapter 35, verses 17 through 21. How long, Lord, will you look on? Rescue me from their ravages, my precious life from these lions. I will give you thanks in the great assembly. Among the throngs, I will praise you. Do not let those gloat over me who are my enemies without cause. Do not let those who hate me without reason maliciously wink the eye. They do not speak peaceably, but devise false accusations against those who live quietly in the land. They snare at me and say, aha, aha. With our own eyes, we have seen it. So when I told my mom, I said, mom, I'm just, I'm just in a place. I just feel very low. I feel like the enemy is laughing at me. She pulled up scripture where it says they snare at me and say, aha, aha. Look, people can look at you like you're crazy all you want. We're not crazy. This is real life. Honestly, if you're not tuned into the Bible, if you're not tuned into Christ, whatever lifestyle you live in, that's the false life. That's not the real life. That's the deception. This stuff right here is real life. So if you are going through something right now where you feel brokenhearted, you feel crushed in spirit you feel like people are laughing at you, I just want to say, get right with God and wait on your deliverance. And also know that deliverance may come in a way you didn't expect, because it's God's way, not ours. For example, if you're drowning in the middle of the ocean, does it really matter if a yacht or a paddle boat comes to rescue you? No, because at the end of the day, you're being saved. Yeah, The story might not be that luxurious or it may be uncomfortable, but nonetheless, God will provide the deliverance. He is the savior. No matter how he's showing up in your life to bring you out of the darkness, he's saving you. No matter what you have to go through or how uncomfortable it may be, he's saving you. Rejoice in that. Be thankful, be joyful, and have hope. And yeah, I know it's easier said than done. I've had many days even as a Christian, like I'm not talking about before Christ, I'm talking about as a Christian that I've said, I don't want to pray. I don't want to give thanks for the situation I'm in right now, because to be quite honest, this situation sucks. Nothing about it. Am I happy about or do I want to rejoice in? Or so I thought. I thought I'd rather sit here in my feelings and sulk, be mad. And not ask for help. But as I did that, I seen nothing was changing. And I had no hope for it to change. Because I shut out the only one who could provide the hope. Who could provide the change. And in a time where I felt very hopeless, I still was able to muster up enough hope that carried me through. That allowed me to be like, you know what? I should still call out to God. I know I don't want to, but that little bit of hope said, just do it. Do it one more time. Ask him for help again. Don't shy away from him. Don't think he's not able because you know he is. That little bit of hope carried me a long way. And that little bit of hope, I use that as something to rejoice in and give thanks over. Something that reminded me that I can have joy in the morning and in the morning. Because I have a God I can lean on when times get hard. I don't have to go through it alone. And you don't have to go through it alone. When mom's not there, when dad's not there, when your husband or your wife's not there, can't count on your kids because they just kids, when your best friends don't show up like you thought they would, you can count on God. He's the only being that will never change on you. We go through this life and we have so many friends. Oh, yeah, this was my friend in middle school. This is my friend in high school. Oh, in college, I met this person. Oh, after college, that's when I met my real friends. They are all subject to switch up and change on you. Feelings are not facts. They are not guaranteed to always stay the same. But you know what is guaranteed to always stay the same? God, his word, Jesus Christ, the Holy Spirit rely on That, not on man, not on people, not even on yourself. Because one day you might wake up feeling this way. Then the next day, nah, I feel this way. We are an ever-changing people who need to rely on a never-changing God. So I like to pray right now for any one of you listening to this podcast that may feel defeated. I like to pray for anyone listening who may feel crushed in spirit, who feels like they have nothing to rejoice in who may even feel like God has forgotten about them. Lord, I know you are close to the brokenhearted. Please touch your children's hearts and reassure them that you hear their cries. Reassure them that you haven't abandoned them and that you are able to restore everything they thought they lost. And if your child is crying out from a loss of a loved one, reassure them that there is redemption in Christ. He saved us from sin. So now anyone that be in him may overcome death just as he did and live in expectation that this is not the end. And we will see our loved ones again. Comfort us, dear Lord, as we go through our periods of grief and sadness. Let us not be numb to what your word says, God. Instead, let us take hold onto the fruits of the spirit, which are love, joy, peace, forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. And let us take hold of every other word you have given us to live by. May you grant us clarity, O Lord, and the gift of discernment, O Lord, so we may know the next steps you want us to take, so we don't let our emotions or fear paralyze us, Lord, from moving forward with life. You are God. You are Father. You are Creator. You are able to make a way even when all I see is a dead end. Even with your son, many people thought his crucifixion was a dead end. But you said it was actually the start of brand new life. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. For allowing us to have joy in the morning and in the morning. I love you, God. Praise your holy name, God. You are wonderful. Thank you, God. And touch anybody who was listening. Prick their heart, dear Lord. Be there for them and with them. Comfort them, God. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Well, guys, that was episode three of the Say It With Love podcast. I'm so glad that you have stuck with me this far. I know it's still the beginning, but... God is taking us on a journey and we're going to do this together. We're going to say everything with love and it is until next time. Peace.